0: Now you've gone to do your postgraduate and now you've been introduced into this, like you're in a thriving space where it's, it's not tests, it's research and it's yeah. practicals <laughs> and this is what you love and this is what, uh, you thrive in. How, what, what did you work on in your honours?
1: So for my honours, I've actually I've actually done jellyfish, like, for most of my post-grad, but in different ways. So for my honors, I, um, so for my honors, we just had a mini project. So it wasn't like a full, big-blown, like, research project, but I took Mm -hmm. on a fairly big project where I did a lot of taxonomy. Um, and jellyfish taxonomy has always been very interesting and also just jellyfish because it's never that straightforward to study them. And so I, I actually remember taking the honors project that I took. uh, Um,
0: Hi there. Welcome to another part of Verena's story. And sadly, when I was editing this, I realized that I lost some part of the recording. And it must have be something to do with uh, some confusion that I had while doing the recording. Or I don't know, maybe the file was corrupted. I'm not sure what happened. But um from here, I think uh I'll just go direct to her telling her story about her MSC going upwards. So, um, I wanted you to rest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No problem.
0: (laughs) Okay, so uh, let's go to your masters. You said it mm-hmm. took three years for you to do your masters. First first of all, how did you transition from your honours to your masters?
1: Um it wasn't a really difficult transition, um because I basically took my honors study and mm-hmm. I kind of just, like, did it on steroids. So I did a lot more <laughs> specimens. I looked at, <laughs> I kind of did the same project, but on steroids. So I looked mm-hmm. at things in a lot more detail. I added a lot of data. Um, I did a lot more work to basically make it a lot more credible. And I also looked at at a few different species um, mm-hmm. as part of my MSC. But all the time I was just kind of building up um different skill sets in different mm. things. And so mm-hmm. that was always very important to me. So the transition from honors to masters was not that difficult just because I was kind of carrying on with kind of the same work. So I was quite comfortable with what I was doing. Um, and because I was working, it was actually something that my supervisor suggested that I do. Cause he, he, we had a couple of different projects in mind um for my mm. masters and he went, you know what, you're, you are working all the time. Let's do this, you know, in a smart way, in a way that will allow you to actually finish and you know you can finish it. Um, Mm. And so he was really great in that he told me this is not going to be like the most amazing masters. It's not going to be some award-winning study or project, Um, Mm. but the important thing is you'll get it done. And so for him, it's always been... He's always told us when we're doing, you know, our, our, our MSCs and now with our PhDs, he's like, uh, it's just a master's. Why are you stressing? Why do you want to do all of this? It's just a master's. It's more important that you finish it. And so he always was just of this mindset of, well, it's it's not going to do anything for your life and your career development if you don't finish it. You're just going to be stuck here. And so he was always just, just finish, just finish. Do things that you know you can finish, but that will still be impactful, that you'll still learn from, you'll still develop from um and so he he kind of told me you know let's write this out you know um there's so much work that needs to be done there's lots of data yet that needs to be worked up and there's lots of people who want the data um to feed into other bigger initiatives or projects or management strategies and so um yeah and so we just kind of had this idea of well let's do the same thing, but we change it up, we make it bigger. And so you really just also become, you know, this really big expert in this type of work or within this domain or mm. for these species. Um, and so that, that's been quite cool though because I also realized there aren't that many people doing jellyfish around the world, but it's not just the doing jellyfish, um, per se, but it's, it's all those other little techniques and skills that I've picked up along the way. Mm. Um, that I think has been very important and it's kind of helped me with with really every other thing that I've done, every other job, a lot of the skills and things that I've picked up along the way has really helped me. So even transitioning into bioinformatics, Mm -hmm. um, I did a lot of like sort of like specimen management and stuff like that and data management as part of, of my project naturally. But then that helped me a lot when I got to, um, this, this particular position, the internship that I did was in collections and that was biospecimen management. And so that mm-hmm. also helped me with, with this. It just helped me understand, um, you know, a lot of different elements of different things. And yeah, I think it's, it's kind of all has meshed together <laughs> over mm-hmm. time. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I love that you said that, um, some, I, this is now for me <laughs> i'm taking it for me because uh, <laughs> i'm in that situation i'm doing my masters and i'm trying to get everything perfect but you're saying that you know sometimes just get it done uh, it's the skills that you acquire along the way mm. that you can use on other things or that can may help you grow in the same space um because for me uh I Remember, is it yesterday I was telling you that uh, yes, the, I've, I've filled <laughs> three, yeah, I'm yeah. nearly filling three lab books, but I'm not seeing any progress. But, um, mm. you know, my supervisor, you know, t- talking of that's why I was so happy when talking about good bosses. Um, I was just thinking about my supervisor and how she is has been a very supportive um, human being,
1: mm.
0: um, especially her being a woman, you know, still yeah, yeah, in that space. So, um she was she was mentioning that you know there's so much that you've learned all through this this while, and uh as in that's because uh, for masters that's or rather in whatever section of life you're in the most important thing is what you are you learning from that, what skills mm-hmm. are you gaining from that? It's not necessarily uh, yeah. how how to get a Nobel Prize out of this uh work, you know?
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I also think it's also just very important that you also recognize that you can also, you know, you don't you don't always have to be the star scientist. You can mm-hmm. be that person. It becomes more of a facilitator um for somebody else's journey as well. And I very much have started to feel like I'm 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 in that kind of space naturally and that's where I thrive. It's when I facilitate somebody else's journey. Mm. And so I've I've a long time ago I told myself, like, you're never gonna win like a Nobel Prize, like go be realistic. But what you can do maybe is help somebody else win a Nobel Prize and you can be that person on the sideline, um, mm. that helps them get there and that can be the difference in their journey. And so I've I've kind of started to feel like you know, that in and of itself is, is still a very noble thing to do with my life. If I help somebody else's journey become a little bit easier, then that's fantastic. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's really where I do the the best work is when I'm trying to help somebody else. I -hmm. don't really do that well when I'm trying to help myself and when I'm trying to just focus on myself, but I do really well when I focus on somebody else. Um, and it might seem a bit counterintuitive, but I think, it, it just, it lends my personality really well to a more like training environment or capacity development type of role. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I think I've always just kind of gravitated to positions that still kind of centered around training in some, some, some way. And, um, growing up, you know, one thing my father would repeat over and over and over and over and over, and over is nobody can take a good education away from you. Absolutely nobody. They can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They can take so many things from you, but nobody can take a good education. And so that that's one thing he always told us is, if I can give you nothing else in life, I'm going to try and give you the best education that I can give you. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, that that's the legacy that I will leave. Um, and and I think it's also because he missed out on an opportunity to do to, to tertiary studies um back in, you know, he had his own personal struggles and situation that he had to go through and, and he missed out on the opportunity as did my mother. And so for them, it was very much like, just, you know, set yourself up well in this way, because it's going to, they were always just about, you know, learning and developing yourself. And, you know, it wasn't just about job security or stability, but it's just the kind of thinking that comes with being in these kinds of spaces and environments. And so all of us, you know, we have such a different way of thinking that's been shaped by our ability to be within these tertiary environments, mm. um, mm. that we wouldn't have if, if, if we weren't. And yeah, and I'm, I'm very grateful to the fact that more than anything, they drove us to want to, you know, seek knowledge. Um, and I think that's a great legacy to leave is to have kids who more than anything are seeking knowledge. Mm. Um, I mean, you don't also have people that come from difficult backgrounds you know going i i want knowledge and i don't want money of course we want money but we want yeah. knowledge more <laughs> yeah
0: yeah <laughs> that's funny though <laughs> oh my goodness okay so um how is it how did you transition to did you want did you know that you wanted to do a phd first of
1: all I didn't I didn't um <laughs> actually mm-hmm. during my undergrad there was actually a time when I I almost felt like I wanted to drop out like I I think I came actually very close to saying I, I don't even want to do this anymore
0: um mm.
1: but your undergrad or your PhD no my undergrad mm-hmm. like I was I was actually thinking you know maybe you know tertiary education and, and academia isn't even for me. There was mm. a time when I just went, oh, I don't know. And what had happened? No, I was just I was just really struggling. I was struggling mm. to you know get good grades, and you know I I always kind of felt like I needed to get good grades because I needed to get you know funding. Mm. Um, and so when I didn't, it was it was kind of. Yeah, it was it was really difficult to deal with. And it's just that thing of like, I don't feel good enough. And mm. like, if I can't even pass like some of the basic stuff, like how am I ever going to be a scientist, like realistically? And mm. I went through a lot of that. Um But I think when I decided that I wanted to do a PhD was even through all of that. When I got to my on- I think when I got through my honors year and I actually felt like oh my word I really did well I went from being the weakest weakest student and I cum lauded mm. my honors and wow I, I I shocked myself I was like how did I do this <laughs> wow. I still don't know I did that and I think it was that moment when I actually walked across the stage and mm. um they said Oh, no, you know, this is Felina Ras, and she's passed, blah, 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 and she's passed cum laude, and I just, like, that that moment, I went, oh, my word, like, I don't know how I did this, (laughs) but I did, and I just Um, thought, you know what, mm. Uh, this might seem very stupid, actually, but I I went, you know what, eh? for everybody who's ever told somebody like me that you don't deserve Mm. this, or you shouldn't be I'm going to do a PhD, (laughs) And it was almost pure spite that has kept me going. What? Because I went, you know what? I was told so many times yeah. that you shouldn't be here, you're not good enough. Even mm-hmm. on my masters, my I on on my MSC dissertation, um, I had one reviewer who was actually just plain nasty and they actually said in my formal review that I was such a remedial like scientist. They actually called hmm? me remedial. Yeah. They told me I was mean? just like slow not able to keep up um yeah like oh, because challenge. it took too long or what no they just they just said that my work was very like lackluster it was very boring it was very like oh. ancient and they gave such bad comments and they they actually said that um I was such a, I, I they actually said I was such a, a remedial scientist and they wouldn't even recommend that that I as a candidate um progress further with my academia they wouldn't recommend that I do a phd because I'm just not good <laughs> enough And they actually said that in my formal review, and I had to read this. And I thought it was very cowardly that they didn't disclose their name firstly. So if they ever listen to this podcast, I want them to know that I felt like it was very cowardly that they said all these nasty things, but they didn't, they didn't give me their name. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But in all honesty, I... I think it was also comments like that that made me go, well, you know what? I'm just going to do it to spite you. Whoever you are out there in the world, I'm going to spite you and I'm going to get it. No matter how terrible I am along the way, no matter if I produce something really crummy at the end of it, I just want to get it and go, I did it. Despite everyone saying you shouldn't be here. I mean, I remember being in a situation, even at a conference where Mm. I'm not even at a conference, um, in in a, just a very formal setting and somebody came past me and they were, they were, I was talking about like some of the work that I do um, and they went, Oh, Oh, you're so cute. You think you do science. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I was like, who says that to somebody? And there were lots of moments like that where I was just huh? undermined. Yeah. I was just like totally <laughs> undermined and I was given I mean... all these like snarky comments and, I don't know. I was always just made to feel like I don't really deserve there. I'm just not as good as, as the people around me. And you know what? I, I actually maybe wasn't as good as the people around me, but so what? That didn't mean that I didn't deserve to be there. Didn't mean that I didn't work just as hard to get there. I might've been less capable or maybe my IQ was lower, whatever it might've been. Maybe that was very much true, but that didn't mean that I didn't deserve to be there. But at the time I I didn't view it like that. I I obviously took it very personally. Um, And I thought about these things a lot. And it was actually only very recently that I just went, so what? (laughs) I really don't
0: care. (laughs) Wait, okay, okay. Is someone you know? These are people you know?
1: It was somebody, it was an acquaintance, I would say. It wasn't really somebody I knew. uh, But it was somebody in my, in my, like, in my environment. Like, somebody I would see again.
0: (laughs) Then out of nowhere, they just said that.
1: Yeah, I was I was talking to somebody else even about the work, and they were oh, you're so cute, you think you do science. <laughs> hmm? I know, it was such a mean comment. And, like, I, I will always remember it, but the way I remember it now is very different to how I remember it back then. Like, the way I feel towards it is, hmm. it's, I don't know, but I find it, I just, just find it funny when people are just that, just, nasty because also why like I was I was young at the time I was a young scientist I was still mm. like just coming into my MSc mm. um and then to have comments like that and then have reviewers that just thrashed like everything I did and ugh, all my stuff was always just like there was always was this bad feedback and this negative like just like this negative order hanging over all the feedback that I've got It was really hard and like there was a lot of times when stuff like that also broke people around me. So there were some Mm -hmm. really brilliant scientists who I watched go through similar experiences and, and you know, the outcome for them wasn't as good. Like it really impacted the way that they saw themselves in academia. And a lot of them actually left academia Mm -hmm. and they went and did other things. Um, and I, like I see how how feedback like that and just comments like that can really shake a person's confidence. And so I would just say to anybody who ever does that, just don't. Like, even if you have those thoughts, keep them to yourself. <laughs> you don't know the damage that you're doing to the to the next person. And so because of that, I'm also very careful of like trashing people and trashing their work and just acting like their work is subpar. No, it's not. Maybe it's not where it needs to be, but it can always get there. I always say anything can be improved. Anything can be made better. I don't believe that that anything is is a dead end or just bad. That I don't think that exists.
0: You've remembered. You've reminded me of uh, something. Also, I was also listening to nothing academic. It's just uh, this this lady. Um, in Kenya, who's 21, I think. Mm-hmm. 21, yeah. She started a YouTube channel out of, you know, not uh, getting money and she had just started school. She had repeated her high school because her parents couldn't get fees. And when she finally was able to go into a small college, she, <clears throat> she, uh, wasn't able to pay Fees and now she moved out of her village and came to Nairobi and just started something and yeah. a YouTube channel. And now it has grown. Now she earns more than um, how much is one, mil- one million per one million shillings divided by a hundred? One million divided by a hundred. It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what is one million divided by 100? That is four zeros. Okay. So that is $10,000. <laughs> okay. That is $10,000 she earns f- per month out of just, you know, her following what she wanted to do. And no, her body image, I mean, she's, wow. uh, she has the skinnier image and mm-hmm. people, Before she came to the limelight, of course, before she was so popular and people seeing her growth, she didn't get trash comments about her body. But once she was out there and people are seeing how hard working she is, how aggressive she Mm. is, just trying to get interviews and all that from different people, now people are attacking her body. And I like the way what she said that, um, at first it used to be a struggle, but now later on she realized, I mean, uh these are people you don't know you don't know what they're struggling yeah. with Uh you don't know what is making them talk because you know a normal human being cannot just come out of nowhere and say very ugly stuff to mm. someone else but you don't know what this person is going through it's not like it's mm. justified for them to do that but this that that thing comes out of something that this person is doing and she said That for her, uh, as much she tries uh, to look at it in a to to kind of block it uh, Mm. in in her mind, so because or yes, she can talk and say, "Don't do this, don't do this." But people won't necessarily do that. But Mm. what she's like, okay, it's better that they 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 put their bitterness on me instead of killing themselves. Because probably there's something wow. they are going through. <laughs>
1: that's that a, is very, at, a
0: very
1: mature way of looking at things.
0: Because, <laughs> okay, this is how I, okay, that's a very harsh, you know, way of saying it. But if you look at it for me, how I saw it is for someone to say uh, something very negative towards someone, um th- it's not really about the person they're talking to most Mm, of the time. mm. Actually, it has nothing to do with the person they're talking to. It is, it's, it's like a projection of what is going through, what they're struggling Mm. with inside themselves. It's like the way, um, Someone who's in a, who's doing the wrong things or who in a, in a bad situation, they're usually the best advisors out there. Mm. Not because, <laughs> <laughs> not because they know how to apply it, but because they know what exactly can work, but they don't know how to apply it. Yeah. So it's the same thing, like someone who's going through something tough, um, and, and, um, they feel a certain way about themselves, uh, since they've not like being aware of themselves and known that this is what I'm going through, they kind of project it to someone else. Mm. And, and the worst thing is that they don't realize the magnitude of whatever they're saying to someone, what it can do to them because they're not even in a position to even realize actually it's not even about the person they're talking to. It's Mm. actually talking to themselves. You know
1: but i also I think you need to yeah it it i think you have to have a lot of maturity though to also perceive that in that way, um because yeah. I don't think it's 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 easy for people to look at things from that perspective no. or from that context because obviously like we're all looking at things from 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 where we are and how people yeah. are treating us in like you know we're we're looking at things from that perspective, so yeah, but I think it it's always useful. Because I think it, it helps you understand people's behavior a little bit but differently.
0: Yeah, I mean, you knowing this doesn't mean, even me knowing this doesn't mean that I wouldn't, you know, still be affected by what someone else mm. says. No, but definitely, it, yeah. Yeah, but it kind of helps. But it doesn't really mean that I would. It's like knowing something but implementing it in your heart uh, at this mm. particular time. It's not the same thing, but yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of a good thing just to think about it. Like when someone trashes, uh, makes comments that mm. are meant to not mean good to you, doesn't necessarily mean that you're not good enough. It's just mm-hmm. they might. The, it is just about them. It's, there's something they're going through. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I just had to put it out there. Because I, 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 go, I went through, uh, the same thing, but not in a different aspect. And, uh, it, it, it happened to me when I had a, I was going th- through depression, mm. uh, when I was just out of school and trying to figure out, you know, now I'm the firstborn, I'm supposed to think about how to get ourselves out of this, you know, poor situation and get, yeah. there with my, you know, and uh, look for a job, get money mm. and all those things that were going through in my mind. And uh, when I was so aggressive on LinkedIn, trying to see who can, who can I contact, who can uh, help me get to this, who can help me get a master's or uh, get mm. a job. And someone will just call you. I'll, they'll just grab your number and just call you, use their credit mm. and just t- tell you all the bad things you can think about. Like yeah. they just took their time to just <laughs> tell you how, how, Anyway. <sighs> so uh you're saying something, sorry. <laughs> you're saying you're talking about um you transitioning to a do a PhD. It was majorly out of spite, out of trying yeah. to prove <laughs> that you know I am actually I can do it. It wasn't yeah. like I mean a lot
1: something of Something you truly really wanted to do. Mm. Yeah. And and I mean I think yeah, I think a lot of it was just, just out of spite. But I think, um, I mean, I've, I've actually been busy with my PhD for a very really long time, which is, by the way, this is my sixth year busy with this. And so oh. I have to get it done this year. Um, mm. but I think it's also just been really tough because I've been just working the whole time. But, um, I think through all of these experiences and all these things that have happened, I think mm. now for the first time in a long time this year, Although it's been very frustrating trying to try trying to like get everything done this year,
0: mm. it's like
1: the first time when I've actually really just started to enjoy the work again. Um, mm. Where I've just gone, ah, oh, you know, this is so nice. Like I actually feel like when I get to do my PhD work now, because I've been mm. distracted so much by everything else, I'm like, oh, this is so nice to look at. Like it's so nice to see like all this data and work through it, and oh, mm. you know, like it's it's actually a good experience and. And uh, last year I went to the lab a few times and when I walked in there, it was like, oh, like I'm home. I had Mm. that like, almost like a euphoric experience Mm. where I was just like, oh, you know, yeah. (laughs) And and, and usually I didn't, I didn't associate that kind of feeling with being there. It was just Mm. stress, stress, stress. And it was like the first time when I was like, oh, it's so nice to be in this environment. And that's when I actually started to realize how much I did actually enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. and when the pressure of like all these other things are taken away and you just get to be there and just do a bit of work and there's no pressure to do anything with it. You, you, you're just working. Yeah. Um, that was when I really just started to enjoy things again. And like my professor, when he realized I was under a lot of pressure with my, my work and everything, mm-hmm. juggling everything he actually told me, you know what, I'm going to step back um, and not mm-hmm. put so much pressure on you from my side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you do your work at your own pace, you know, you make mm-hmm. your progress at your own pace. Mm-hmm. And that actually helped me a lot because when I was in a funk and I, and, you know, work was really busy and I couldn't do my PhD work that often. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel as bad and I didn't feel as bad. I didn't feel like I was letting him down or anybody mm-hmm. else down. You mm-hmm. know, I just went, oh, man, I just delayed myself a little bit more again. But, ah, uh, it's okay. But, you know, I'll, I'll pick it up again. I'll try and make up mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. I never made up the time, but... <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was just good because I didn't feel like I was letting anybody down and I could do things yeah. when, I, when I could do things. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so that was, that was, yeah. that was quite nice. And so now I've, I've actually, now towards the end of my journey, I'm actually trying, I'm actually starting to enjoy it again. And now I'm like, oh, and now it's coming to an end and I'm just starting to wow. enjoy it again. But I guess that that's also life, eh?
0: <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's, it's nice to hear that, you know, it's, it's okay when it's not, you're not enjoying and it's okay to find even if it's too late or rather it kind of feels too late it's it's nice to hear that someone is actually enjoying doing what they're doing yeah
1: and i think when when the pressure is removed you you actually do really like a lot of us like i think a lot of our projects are, are making us feel like we're banging our heads against the wall, but if we didn't have to submit for, you know, like, to get a degree or whatever, we'd actually really enjoy what we were doing now, I think. Um, mm. When all of that expectations are removed, when you just get down to the bare bones of things, you actually do just really enjoy what you do, actually. If you, th- if, you if you could do it for, you know, under less pressure, I think a lot mm. of us actually mm. would sit there and go, I, I actually really love this. Mm.
0: Wow. um. Thanks for sharing your journey. I don't know if um, there's anything that you'd like to add uh, that you've left out in terms of um, that.
1: There's not, there's not really anything that I've left out, but I think the one thing um, that I will just maybe say is that celebrate every single win, celebrate every single victory, Whether it's, you know, an experiment just going right in the lab or it's Mm -hmm. a graduation, celebrate everything because it's, it's the celebrations that will start to remind you of, mm-hmm. you know, why you like to be there and it'll, mm-hmm. it'll fill up your memories with a lot more positive things. So I didn't celebrate a lot in my time when I graduated, I went to the graduation ceremony and I went home and I I just continued as if nothing happened. So, and I, and I regret that because that should have been like a really bright like moment in mm-hmm. my past and it, and it still is for the graduation and for the victory that it was, but There was no real big celebration around it. And so going forward, that's something I'd like to do a lot more often is just celebrate all the wins, you know. A little publication or a little popular article being written somewhere, even your own mm-hmm. article that you're posting on LinkedIn that you wrote yourself, mm-hmm. and you know it's no big publisher, but you're proud of the piece of work that it is celebrated. There's no mm-hmm. reason why you shouldn't. Um, and I think when people become comfortable celebrating everything, a lot more people will become comfortable celebrating everything. Yes. Um, and so yeah, and so it, it just it's it, it just reminds you why you want why you are sacrificing what you're sacrificing. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the one thing I, I, I maybe didn't didn't say before is just celebrate as much as you can. Um, because life is just really short, right? You don't want to look back and go, Ugh, you know, I wasted so much time. And mm-hmm. a lot of us do, unfortunately. And I feel like it's more when you get to this stage that you're telling people, oh, well, you know, you want good things to look back on and you don't want regrets. Um, mm-hmm. But I I think it's also a natural part of being human is that when you get to this age, you start to get that perspective of, I wasted so much time just being unhappy.
0: <laughs> mm. But it's a learning moment, right? Yeah. It's yeah. still.